Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. When Paul came to Antioch in Pisidia, he said in the synagogue, My brothers, children of the family of Abraham, and those others among you who are God-fearing, to us this word of salvation has been sent. The inhabitants of Jerusalem and their leaders failed to recognize him, and by condemning him they fulfilled the oracles of the prophets that are read Sabbath after Sabbath. For even though they found no grounds for a death sentence, they asked Pilate to have him put to death. And when they had accomplished all that was written about him, they took him down from the tree and placed him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and for many days he appeared to those who had come up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. These are now his witnesses before the people. We ourselves are proclaiming this good news to you, that what God promised our fathers he has brought to fulfillment for us, their children, by raising up Jesus. As it is written in the second psalm, You are my son. This day I have begotten you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You are my son. This day I have begotten you. You are my son, this day I have begotten you. I myself have set up my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. The Lord said to me, You are my son, this day I have begotten you. You are my son, this day I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for an inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall rule them with an iron rod you shall shatter them like an earthen dish. You are my son, this day I have begotten you. And now, O kings, give heed. Take warning, rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice before him. With trembling, rejoice. You are my son, this day I have begotten you. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God. Have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am, you also may be. Where I am going, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father, and it is precisely because he is the truth and the life. St. John's first letter says, The Son of God appeared to destroy the works of the devil. And in John chapter 8, Jesus says the works of the devil are lies and murder. He is a liar and murderer from the beginning, Jesus said. Lies always cloak murder. And Jesus comes to undo both. Undo the lies. The fundamental lie that somehow we can find fulfillment apart from God. That sometime, somehow we can find happiness in sin. That is the fundamental lie that undergirds every temptation. Jesus is the truth. Showing us who we are. Who the Father is. How we can have union with the Father. How to live. How to die. What happens after death. Jesus is the truth. About what is right. What is wrong. What is virtue. What is sin. What is a culture of life. And a culture of death. Jesus is the truth. It destroys the lies of the devil, and he is the life. He conquers death. He has abolished the kingdom of death. He has overturned it. In rising from the dead, as we continue to celebrate that great marvel, mystery, and fact of human history, he has overcome not only his death, but yours, mine, that of every person, that of every unborn child. He has overcome the power of abortion. He is the life. He is the eternal life that we take hold of here and now by faith in baptism and that will flower fully in the life to come. You are my son, this day I have begotten you. That second psalm we heard in the preaching of Paul in the first reading was fulfilled in the resurrection. It was fulfilled in the incarnation because that's the entrance antiphon of the Mass of Christmas Midnight. And yes, taking on a body, existing in a human nature at the Incarnation, God says to Jesus, You are my Son. This day, in this Incarnation, I have begotten you. But that's a moment in time. The begetting is from all eternity. So this day is an eternal day. that The Father says to the Son, I have begotten you. And in the resurrection, it takes on yet another layer of meaning. Now he looks at the risen Son. Now he looks at his Son, eternally God, existing not only in a human nature, but in a human nature that has been taken through the crucible of death and now is sharing in an incorruptible physical life. You are my Son. This day I have begotten you. And then this word takes on a yet another layer of meaning in you and me, in the church. Because the Father looks at the Son, but the Son is head and members, the whole body of the church. And you and I are part of that. So God says to the whole church, you are my Son, this day I have begotten you. He says to you and me individually, as we are reborn and incorporated into Christ by faith and baptism, he says, you are my son, you are my daughter, 
I have begotten you. I have brought you into the new humanity. Now by this life, we are able to do what Our Lady of Fatima said. On this day, May 13th in 1917, was the first of her appearances to those three children. And brothers and sisters, she is important simply because of all the things we have already said. Mary has her significance in being the one from whom God took our human nature, in being the one who is likewise not only a member, but a, the pattern of the church in her perfection because she is with Christ, body and soul in heavenly glory. And so we have our relationship with Mary thanks to the fact that God says to us, you are my son, this day I have begotten you. You are my daughter. And Mary appears in many different instances through history and under many different titles. But today we remember Our Lady of Fatima and her special message of prayer and penance for the peace of the world. We said in the opening prayer, may we further, through our prayer and penance, the reign of Christ. May we further it more effectively each day. The reign of Christ. As we just said, he conquered the kingdom of death. So the reign of Christ means that we personally, we collectively, our whole society, its laws and practices and norms and court decisions line up with the kingdom of life, not the kingdom of death. If Christ is life and if Christ is king, he's the way, the truth, and the life, he destroys the murderous acts of the devil, well then expanding his reign effectively means building a culture of life, means ending abortion. You know, Our Lady said at Fatima in 1917, she warned about the errors of Russia. Russia will spread her errors throughout the world. You know what happened just three years later? Russia became the first nation to legalize abortion. And from there, the error. The child killing is somehow okay, somehow a right, somehow something that human law can authorize. That error spread throughout the world. And right now, by prayer and by penance, we are begging God, we are interceding with Our Lady that this error will be reversed in the United States of America by the reversing of Roe versus Wade. We are at a dramatic moment. We are at a moment when it is all hands on deck with prayer and penance, prayer invoking God, worshiping Him, recognizing by the very act of prayer that it is not our own will that we must assert. It is His will. At the heart of prayer is Thy will be done. And at the heart of penance, denying ourselves, not asserting ourselves, my rights, my body, my choice. No, denying ourselves. Lord, I am humbly obedient to You even as Christ on the cross. Obedient unto death, I will do penance, I will accept suffering, I will accept hardship that your kingdom may be extended, that life may triumph. Isn't this what a mother has to do? 
to avoid abortion. She has to, as Mother Teresa says, we have to teach her how to love, how to sacrifice her own plans and desires that the child may live. Prayer and penance. Our Lady of Fatima. Easter. The triumph of life. The end of abortion. You are my son. This day I have begotten you. The way, the truth, and the life. All of this comes together today. Let's have a day of intense prayer. Let's fast today. Let's do penance. Let's Taste the victory that is right at hand. There will be much more to do. But let's not miss the fact that this is a moment now of great victory. Great victory. For the very kingdom of Christ, who is the way, who is the truth, who is the life. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.